So you've had good success on Etsy in this most recent incarnation. Yeah. What do you feel makes the difference? What makes a good Etsy shop? Well, I think the first thing you have to look at is that you have to have a very clear voice. It's super helpful that people see your art and knows it's you. Two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one. Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. The podcast is taking a big turn this week as we cross over the Atlantic. For the next couple of months, I'll be walking into bars with artists from all over, starting today in London with Etsy and Instagram sensation Ingrid Sanchez. You probably know her as Creative Ingrid. Our bar is the Hillgate Pub in London's Notting Gate. Listen in as Ingrid and I talk about finding your thing, building a good social media and online sales platform, and what it's like to get a bump from BuzzFeed. You'll find all the links in our show notes at twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe and share it with your arty friends. And if you love the show, head to the website where you can click on the icon and buy us our next round. These rounds help offset costs and keep us ad-free. And sometimes they're just rounds. Now let's head to the pub and hear about Ingrid's studio life, barefoot in tie pants, just the way she likes it, and why she can't paint in bed like our mutual hero, Frida Kahlo. Cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers. Ingrid Sanchez, thank you so much for coming and meeting me here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, my pleasure. Just for our listeners, we're here in this super cool pub in Notting Gate. And your studio is not too far from here, right? It's not. You can walk and it's about 40 minutes probably, like slow walk. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. You have from Notting Hill to where my studio, you have Portobello Road Market mm-hmm. and Golden Road, which is like you have everything around. Yeah. So it's really, really good place to be. Yeah, yeah, fun. I was excited to come up here and we're going to take a good look around after we go. Um, but I have to say, so when I started planning this trip, I looked on Instagram to see what artists are in different places. And when I saw your feed, oh my God, it is so beautiful. And then coming down to meet you here today, as soon as we walked in the pub, I thought, well, Obviously, that's her because you look just like your work. <laughs> Everybody tells me that. It's amazing. I had a photo shoot mm-hmm. uh, three, four days ago. Mm-hmm. And the photographer I met for the first time told me, mm-hmm. you're exactly as your paintings are. Yeah. Like, I imagine you to be like this. Yeah. Uh, it's probably because I use lots of flowers. Mm-hmm. You can see my clothes are full of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why. I have received that compliment lots of times. Like, yeah. I'm exactly the same as my paintings. That happened since I was very young. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a good friend when I was 15 years old. And he told me once that. Like, your painting is exactly like you. Yeah. And I think I didn't get it then. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I get it now. Mm-hmm. A little bit, maybe, because of the colors and the flowers. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where does it comes from. Yeah. Um, I'm just very happy to know that. Yes, yeah. Well, your painting is your expression that you bring into the world. And, and you've been painting your whole life? Yeah. How did it all start? I was around eight or nine years old, and I was reading a book about Van Gogh's lives. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't remember the name, but it was his life. And I remember being so impressed thinking, I want to do that. I want to feel what whatever he was feeling when he was painting. And my sister knew that, and she gave me 
a book called Letters to Theo or Letters to My Brother Theo, something like that. And I was, oh my God, I was just in love with Van Gogh. I could have everything about him. Mm -hmm. And I just went to the shop and bought myself an oil set. Mm -hmm. And I think I saved my lunch money oh, to do great. that. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't ask my mom just to buy me yeah. the set. I was very independent. And I went and I bought this set. And I just start painting wow. like, everywhere. If you go to my parents' house, you will find paintings in the walls, in the rocks. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I started very young. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. And you know what's funny is I had that book when I was young. The, the one letters of the to letters. Theo. Yeah. yeah. And totally, it was a huge inspiration to me too. That's amazing. So where did you grow up? Where did all of this happen? Um, I'm originally from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And my parents had a job that um, required a lot of traveling. So my family grew up all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mainly grew up in a city called Morelia, mm -hmm. which is three hours from Mexico City. Yes. But I'm used to traveling. Like, I travel a lot with my parents. My family is from everywhere in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I never know what to say when people ask me, where are you from? Yeah. And it's, this, um, it's a small town. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. It has the best weather you can imagine. Like, mm -hmm. it's spring all the year. Yeah, and I grew up there until I was 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Then my travel started and I never stopped. Wow. And how long have you been in London? I've been here... I moved five years ago. Mm -hmm. But I moved to New York after two years. Mm -hmm. So I was two years here, one year in New York, and two years here. And were you painting in New York? <laughs> Is that what took you there? I think my career, as it exists now, it mm -hmm. started in New York. In New York. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, well, when I moved from Spain to London, I didn't have a job. Um, I didn't know what to do. And that was the first moment when I thought it was a good time to do something I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I, I was, I don't know why I gave up in painting. Mm -hmm. I just stopped painting. And I started doing other things and design. So I have a design job here. Um, my husband was offered a job in New York for a year, and we took the opportunity. So when I was there, I thought this is a perfect moment for me to reinvent yeah. what I'm doing. So I decided to go and take all the workshops that it was possible to take. Mm -hmm. So I went to art school, I looked on Instagram for people that inspired me, and I wrote them emails asking, you know, do you have a studio, teach workshops, or where can I find you? So I basically took the whole year to yeah. take classes. And we had a really small flat, but I set up a space to paint. And because I didn't have a table, I just set up the space in the floor. Mm -hmm. That's why I paint in the floor now. And you still paint on the floor. Yeah. yeah. I get that, that question a lot. Yeah. Why do I, that? I do that? Yeah. And it's interesting in your photos, you can, a lot of times you can see your toes. You can see yeah. that you're working down. And how does that change things, working on the floor like that? Well, I find out that, is, that it gets you a better perspective of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I try to move to the table and it doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. I like seeing things different. Yeah. And also, I paint with all my body. Mm -hmm. I, I have the feeling that when I'm in a table, I just use my arms and my hands. When I move to the floor, I use the whole body. Like I step, I step on my paper. Mm -hmm. I welcome all those mistakes that you can do. Marks and um, yeah. yeah. I just love the process in the floor. Wow. Okay. So you're in New York. You're taking all these different workshops. You're getting this inspiration. You're 
your painting and your that's, that's such a New York life living in a small place and painting and the, making space and and doing as you can and you were there for two years no we were there for a year but what really changed things for me is that I bought an iPad Mm-hmm. I think I commented you in one of the emails we had that I don't use a phone. I haven't used a phone in years. Yeah. And lots of friends asked me, why do you not have Instagram? Like, you love fo- photos. I always love photography. Mm-hmm. And the answer was, I don't have a phone. Right. I don't have a phone. But I got an iPad and I opened this Instagram account, which was new for me. Mm-hmm. And I was painting every day. So every day I was taking photos of my process. And it was like magic, like social media liking me yes <laughs> I, I never I never try yeah to gain followers it was never my plan to to something like as big as it is now on Instagram yeah, yeah. And, and how big is it on Instagram I, I noticed your your Instagram account is thriving <laughs> that's yeah. part of how I spotted you tell me about how that all started well I started taking photos um mm-hmm. for the whole year and it took a whole year because at the very end, we were having a, a party. Well, we rented a house with a pool with our friends because we were living. Mm-hmm. And I was floating on the pool, literally. And one of my friends tells me, one of your paintings is in BuzzFeed. And I didn't know what BuzzFeed was. Uh-huh. And I was like, like, okay, is that good? Yeah. She was like, yeah, it's huge. Like, they yeah. are really big. And I was like very happy, but I didn't give it the importance it had. Right. And when I went into the house hours later... Like my iPad was ding ding alive. ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, and after that, everyone shared. Like it went to Facebook, it went into Instagram, mm-hmm. and that made the kick to yeah. my account. That was the little event that changed absolutely everything. Yeah, because I came to London. Mm-hmm. I had a job and I had a part-time job that I took with me mm-hmm. to New York. So when I came back, I quit my job. It was like I don't want. Like I really want to do this full time. Yeah. I did it. Like it took another year, you know, to really become a business. Right. Yeah. And how does your business work? Like, how are people finding your pieces? What are they purchasing? What's What's happening in your in your art business life? I am really independent. Like, I don't have an agent or anything at all. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, people find me like you. Yeah. Like Instagram. Yeah. But a lot of business come from there. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I do is that I work purely in my paintings. Then I have all this process I follow, like scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, making prints. So I have a system that works really good for me. I have my website where I sell my watercolors, the originals. Mm-hmm. And then I have this Etsy shop mm-hmm. that I opened 10 years ago, but it was completely different. Yeah. It, it, it's just been open for a long time, but it didn't work for years. Yeah. And now I, I have my prints there. Mm-hmm. So I have originals in my website, prints on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And then I have business that comes through, through social media. Yeah. So no it. galleries. No galleries. You're strictly online and I've been contacted by galleries mm-hmm. a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I I don't know, I don't really like the way they work. Like they have they work in huge commissions, mm-hmm. which means my paintings will need to be very expensive right in order, you know, to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really like of the way I work is that I make art available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't pay for an original you can go for a print, and if you want the original, it's there. It's not super expensive, yeah. and I can still make a living. Yes. So that's important for me. Yeah. And how did you start painting the subject matter you're painting? Was it always like flowers? Right? Yeah. No. Ooh, no, not at all. Yeah. It changed completely. It changed completely. If you see my paintings when I was young, it doesn't. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. 
First of all, it was oils. <laughs> what happened is that in New York, I went to a market in Brooklyn, and it was a floral market. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of things going on. I think it was spring, so it was like flowers everywhere. And if there's something we miss in Mexico, it's seasons. I, I never experienced seasons in my life until I moved to Spain. Mm -hmm. So I never experienced spring in my life. And New York is huge in that. So I think it was the first time that I have like this awareness yeah. of just things blooming. Mm -hmm. And I came back to my house and I was so inspired. I just feel and feel pages with strokes and watercolor and, you know, I didn't know what I was painting. I just wanted to put that in, into the paper. And at the end of the day, I, got, I had like 50 different squares. And I realized these are flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was not looking for it. It just happened. Mm -hmm. So I looked for an artist I really liked in New York. Mm -hmm. And I took a workshop with her, and that opened my eyes mm -hmm. to the medium in a different way. And do you remember who that was? Yeah, of course, it's Helen Deltry. Okay, and she teaches workshops? She teaches um, twice a year in mm -hmm. New York. She's really good, and she's been very helpful. I mean, every time I had a client that is asking me for something to, you know, to paint, I ask her, like, what do you think I should do? Like, when it's not the original, but they want to make, you know, products or something, really. mm -hmm. because I'm new to it. And I need to ask for help sometimes. And she has been super, super helpful. Yeah. So you are doing some product design and... Yeah, sometimes that happens. Graphics and... Yeah. yeah. And do you like that side of it? That's art licensing. But I think that's the direction my, my art is going. Mm -hmm. I would see your art being a really good fit for that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it works really good for textiles. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing my pillows. Mm -hmm. Someone makes them for me. And I can see them working in many, in many ways. Because I don't have anyone supporting me I haven't had the time mm -hmm. to look to it and I don't really want to go to a fair I know it's super expensive mm -hmm. you have to give a whole year to it yeah um I just want to paint like, I don't want the hassle I'm, I'm I'm very artist in that way I know yeah so I know it's not good to wait to be discovered mm -hmm. like, you need to be active but my way of being active is through painting every day yeah I love what it says on your Instagram intro, something about uh, doing art and yoga barefoot in Thai pants or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, barefoot and in Thai pants. Yeah. I'm always in Thai pants. That's a good way to spend a day. Yes, and drinking tea. <laughs> and drinking tea. There you go. And tell me what your experience has been like living here in London and being part of the art world here. Are you interacting with the art world here and soaking up the culture or are you kind of tucked in your studio and working yeah, away? Yeah, I am, I am a very lonely person. Like, I really like being by myself. Mm -hmm. I, it's not like I suffer. I love being by myself. Mm -hmm. I even think about having a studio and sharing with other artists, but to be honest, I really like working by myself. Yeah. It, it, it's not, I don't really, I don't know. I know people that they need to, to leave home and talk to people. I don't. I'm super happy mm -hmm. in the studio. So I need to fight against that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I need to connect with other artists. So my way of doing it is taking workshops myself. Yeah. So I go to, to, to see other artists and the, the way they work. And I, and I go to a workshop or to their studio. Mm -hmm. And I do interact with some, but I do it that way. Um, I'm not part of any community. Yeah. I would love to be, but it's just my personality is like this. Mm -hmm. like I, I don't feel very comfortable around a lot of people that's why it works so good for me yeah and london has been amazing with me yeah. like i don't see me doing what i do in another place mm -hmm. 
we've only been here for 24 hours and I'm completely in love with it. Like we went to the <laughs> National Gallery today, totally free, in you go. They have mm. a few beautiful Van Goghs there. One I had never seen before. It's two crabs and this bright blue background, like totally unexpected. Last night we hit the theater district okay. and saw a show called Red, which is all about Rothko. And have you heard no, of it or seen it? No. It is basically a 90-minute conversation between Rothko and his studio assistant about art that is the biggest brain stretch. Wow. Like it's it's they, they have this one dialogue where they're just talking about the color red. You know how Rothko yeah. always has like black with the like the glowing red in the in between and he asks his assistant what do you see and he says red and he's just explodes at it he's like red is not there's there's a million and they just they go on this riff about about red and color and that play and this city I have just found so inspiring I can't wait to get home and start painting (laughs) I know that's a good thing here that museums are free Mm -hmm. so every time Yeah, except if it's a special collection, they will charge you something. Mm -hmm. But all the museums are free. It's very close from his design museum, actually. Mm -hmm. If you have time, you should go. But that's something that is really good, especially for people like me, who sometimes need to feed the, you know, Mm -hmm. inspiration. Go to a museum. I was telling my husband last night, I need to go to a Tate. Yeah. I I I need something new. Because I just finished a collection. Every time I finish a collection... This happened to me. I'm a white canvas and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I'm completely <laughs> stuck. You have to spend a couple of days lying on the studio floor recovering and then yeah. and then go start filling up your... Exactly. So yeah. last night, what I did is that I took um, white, black ink and sheets of paper and I just painted like crazy woman oh, with black nice. ink. Oh, yeah. nice. Because I never use black. Yeah. So I thought... I'm going to, you know, reset my brain or something because I don't know what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel pages and pages mm-hmm. of black ink. Oh, nice. And, and I was taking photos of those mm-hmm. today. And I was like thinking, this is so cool. I never tried before. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm going to paint black anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's a good way for me to reset. Yeah. And I wash all my palettes and I'm cleaning like all my brushes. Like I'm going through this process. Yeah. And I think the next thing is walk and find museums yeah go fill up your art soul again and yeah exactly nice so when you're doing a series how many pieces will be in it how much work do you do in a series it's eight eight yeah yeah eight pieces and how long will you work on a piece for usually very fast Mm -hmm. it's very very fast it can be as fast as one hour wow yeah Mm -hmm. or as long as five but it can be as long as five because it requires to dry. Yeah. So I can make layers and layers. So if it's one layer, it, it, it will be an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. If it has lots of layers, it can be five sometimes. I work one hour, then I stop, and I don't work anymore until the next day mm-hmm. uh, in order to let it dry like, fully. And is it strictly watercolor on paper that you're doing? No, I, li- I like working with mixed media. Mixed media. Like I will say my main, the main base is watercolor, mm-hmm. but I always add some acrylic, some ink, and mm-hmm. um, I was experimenting with resin lately. Mm-hmm. So I like mixing things. Yeah. Mm, I always get this question of how I get my colors mm-hmm. because they are so bright. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I mix stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I mix watercolor with acrylic and I put a drop of this and a drop of that. Yeah. My sister says that it's like chemistry. Yeah. So what kind of things are you mixing in there? I'm curious from a painting perspective. I can do something like, for example, add a lot of water to acrylic mm -hmm. and mix it up. So I make like this little soup, you know, different two different colors. Mm -hmm. Then I can add some liquid acrylic or liquid watercolor, which is very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, and in the base, when I start working on the paper, it's just normal watercolor. So it's very thin and clear. And then I go and put this like massive thing I have mixed yeah. of acrylic and ink. And you will have a very powerful color because of that. Yeah, I wondered if they were inks when I looked at your feed. Like they're just, they've got that kind of vibrancy. But yeah. It's hard to tell what they are. So. And it's not only ink. Everyone asked me on Instagram a lot of questions. But I had this girl and she was... She really wanted to me to tell her what was it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, they look like ink. And I was like, it's not ink only. But they look like, and I, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to you. Like, why? She was like, I think she asked someone else before. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get the answer she wanted. So she was very annoyed because artists were not sharing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's very difficult for me because I mix. Yeah. I just mix things. Yeah. Um, and I try not to use the pure ink for example because you know they, they can fade with time mm -hmm. and I don't know I just find more richness when they are mixed with other things yeah and when people ask you questions and things like that yeah. online do you find a lot of people come to you wanting to learn from you are you doing a lot of workshops lots of people it's very very common they ask about the brands I'm using sometimes it's like oh my god like again the brand like <laughs> it's not that important but I get a lot the question what paper is that or uh -huh. what brush is that yeah or the brand of watercolors. I also get people asking more interesting questions about how do you make the living, or they are thinking about becoming an artist and they don't know if it's the right thing, that can you actually make a living of it? Mm -hmm. Or they ask me that. And how do you answer that when people ask you? I, I answer all the questions. Mm -hmm. I always give people time. Yeah. It depends on the question though. Yeah. But sometimes they, are, can, they can be very interesting. Sometimes it has happened that people, after we have a conversation in Instagram, they book a class with me. Mm -hmm. So I have private workshops. The private workshops are usually three, four hours. And do you do that in your studio? And I do it in the studio. Mm -hmm. And it can be that we paint together and then I answer all the questions. Or it can be someone looking to, to sell on Etsy, for example, because they have their paintings and they don't know what to, how to do it. Right. So I teach them the whole process of how you scan your art, how you go on Photoshop and maybe fix some things. So we, whole, we go through the whole process of how you create a file to, to print with good quality. Yeah. So you've had good success on Etsy in this most recent incarnation. Yeah. What do you feel makes the difference? Like what makes a good Etsy shop? Well, I think the first thing you have to look at is that you have to have a very clear voice. It's super helpful that people see your art and it knows it's you. Mm -hmm. And I find that sometimes, for me, it's not very clear because I have moons and I have flowers mm -hmm. and I have space. And it's like, where where are you? And I see that in a lot of, of shops. Mm -hmm. that they, they don't really know what they are doing. Right. So I think there has to be a cohesion in your, in your job. So I wouldn't open a shop until you have found that, that real voice yeah. that is there. So you've got a strong personal brand. Yeah. And what else? What else has brought you success in, in Etsy? I think a lot of listeners, it's not something we've had on the show before, somebody who's really working the Etsy side. My clients, or the people that buy, lots of them come from Instagram. 
So I think is in a way how approachable are you? If someone look for me, I'm there. If they ask a question, I'm there. And the same happens when they want to buy. I am very, very fast answering. So I get lots of people asking me for a special size or they want to know, you know, how long it's going to get there if I, or if I can do a special thing or, you know, add a card. Or, um, so I think that people need to feel that it's secure to buy from you. Yeah. And I have lots of good reviews, so that obviously helps. Yeah. But for me, I think it's that people feel that they can talk to me and ask me and I'm going to be there. Yeah. Because people, when they come from the workshops in real life, mm -hmm. sometimes they come, something they ask on Etsy or something they ask on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they like that I'm there and then they feel safe and then they book for a workshop. Right. You see? Yeah. And I have a lot of people that come back to buy. Yeah. So I guess they like what they receive and then they buy from another person or to give a gift. Nice. And is Etsy the biggest part of your business? No, I think it's my workshops. Your workshops. Yeah. Yeah. How often are you doing that? Originally, I was planning to do it twice or three times a year. And sometimes I have so many requests, I do it once a month or twice a month. Yeah. It depends a lot. The last month, I had two workshops in my studio and two workshops in another in another place. Mm -hmm. How many people will be there? I have this Sunday 12 people in one of the centers I teach. Mm -hmm. um, but the classes I teach in my studio is only for four people. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. it's five hours. Yeah, five hours. So it's very hours. different. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty intense. Yeah, I'm very tired at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I try to do Saturday and Sunday mm -hmm. because I need to fix my studio. Mm -hmm. So once everything is in place, it's good to just keep going. Right. Um, so I try to get, to have, um, I don't know, two different themes. Mm -hmm. One is Saturday, one is Sunday. And I'm just there for the whole weekend teaching. Yeah. yeah. And on Monday, I just want to be, you know, sleeping. Yeah. In the sofa, <laughs> resting. <laughs> And is it mostly hobbyists who are coming, or do you get people who are career artists? The people that that books for my studio, mm -hmm. usually they want to make a career, mm -hmm. or sometimes they are even artists and they are looking for a new medium. Yeah. So I, I get lots of professionals. Yeah. When I have the short workshops, two hours and a half mm -hmm. at Casart, uh, usually it's people that are looking for a hobby. They're usually people which? Looking for a hobby. Looking for a hobby, yeah. 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 Or they're just very curious or they follow me on Instagram and they want to meet me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have those. <laughs> they want to come to the studio, take their shoes off and wear yoga yeah. pants too. <laughs> so there are very two very clear profiles. Yeah. Professionals go to my studio. Mm -hmm. It's more expensive, it's, but it's only for four people. Yeah. And then I have the other classes, which is shorter, two hours, two hours and a half, and different profile. Students, yeah. hobby. And what do you prefer? What do you like to teach? In my studio. In your studio. Yeah. With artists. Yeah. Um, I get lots of very interesting questions. I don't know. It's just the gathering for four people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's five with me. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. They How they share. They are more open to sharing. At the end, everybody is having a good laugh. Yeah. I don't know. I really like having four people with me. Yeah. I always love that about teaching how, you know, you... You're demoing and you're talking. It's a little bit, you know, here's what happens inside my head when I paint. You're yeah. just kind of stream of consciousness almost. And then as people start to work, they're very focused, but there's always the most interesting chatter going on. Like yeah. just comments float out and sort of who picks it up and carries on with it. It's always just such an interesting dialogue. 
Yeah, and also they ask lots of questions. Mm -hmm. So I start talking about my experience and then suddenly they start sharing their experience also. Yeah. So you have all these, it's like a podcast in real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You learn a lot. It's very, yeah. <laughs> Somebody should do a podcast of that. Just put a <laughs> microphone down and everybody paint. <laughs> and uh, also it's good that it's in the studio because I have everything around. So I literally give them all my materials. I don't have like materials for classes and materials for my work. Yeah. I give them my materials. Oh, wow. So it, for them, it's also really yeah. interesting to see how they react to be having you know, have my brushes and have my inks and yeah, um, and the result is always different because everyone is different. That's what I'm trying to tell everyone that asks me questions. Mm -hmm. Don't try to copy me. Yeah. Try to find your voice because it's when interesting things are going to happen. Yeah. And I can see that in my studio always. I'm telling them exactly what to do and the result is going to be different. Mm -hmm. I loved that in school, in design school, where you would get your parameters. They would say, here's the project and they give you all the defining things and then I would think well everybody's just gonna come up with the exact same thing yeah. and there were never never two that were even similar it's interesting to see where yeah. where people go so you said that Van Gogh was one of your big inspirations when you were young yeah who else has inspired you oh, oh my god I don't know there were years when I completely forgot about art or painting in a way mm -hmm. so I went more into books Reading. Yeah. So I had this all this season when I was like reading Sartre and, mm -hmm. you know, very deep, intense books. Mm -hmm. And I went like into big, this huge depression in my life. Yeah. Because of the books I was reading. And I think it was the moment when I thought, if you want to be an artist, you must suffer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I love Frida Kahlo. And yeah. yeah. Sartre has been one of my big, big mm -hmm. passions. So I don't know, it's very difficult for me. Every time someone asks me for me, it's Van Gogh because it's the first, my very first love. Mm -hmm. But I love Rockwell. Like I love mm -hmm. artists that has nothing to do with, you know, the boys that Van Gogh had or yeah. even with my art. Yeah. So I don't know, Gustav Klimt. Mm -hmm. Like all these artists come to my mind because I love specific pieces of art from them. But no, for me, literally is going for a walk and immerse in nature yeah like that's where it comes from and when you are painting are you setting up flowers and things and painting from life or is it all just straight out of your yeah it comes from memory yeah. i don't have flowers around or anything um in all the um, workshops i've been i have taken several floral workshops and usually you are surrounded of these amazing flowers and arrangements mm -hmm. which i love but I never do that in my, in my practice, and I don't do that in my classes neither. Mm -hmm. In part because I, I try to work from memory. I do plan uh, a painting. I go and see photos, or I'm looking at books, as I was saying. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to put every, everything away. So I'm not looking at anything when I'm painting. It comes from memories and feelings. And do you have a favorite piece? Of my own? Yeah. Oh, I have two. And they are very recent. I painted Floral Hawk is the name. It's red and blue paintings. Mm -hmm. And I painted it a month ago or so. And I think that has become one of my, one of my favorites. Yeah. It's my wall now. Are you keeping the original? No, I'm going to sell it. But yeah. <laughs> but I really like it. And I painted in January or February one painting called Hold Me. Mm -hmm. And it's me falling into flowers. Oh. That became very popular on Instagram. So you've probably seen it. Yeah. 
And that's very personal. I, I, I was very sick last year. So I went through two big surgeries. And the second surgery was keep me in bed for three months. Um, so I'm used to, to paint on the floors, you know, and I move a lot and I practice yoga and this was a very, very hard moment for me. Yeah. So the first thing I did when I was able to, you know, to go back to the floor, mm -hmm. I painted that, yeah. that painting. So it's very, very personal. Oh, wow. And that's not on sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm keeping that. Yeah. And it's basically me falling into flowers. Um, it's very funny because... I usually paint from memory, but when it's people, I need to see the photo. Mm -hmm. So I basically took a photo of me in bed, uh -huh. making this movement that I was falling. Yeah. And so when I painted that, I, it was a photo of me in bed. Oh, wow. So I love that painting. Yeah. yeah. I love, love that painting. You'll have to send me a link to it and I'll put it in the show notes so people can... So no, what I'm talking it. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just in Mexico City a few months ago and went to Coyoacan and stood in Frida Kahlo's mm. studio. And Gorgeous. Stood beside the bed with the mirror yeah. over it. And your story completely reminds me of her lying there looking up. Yeah, when, we were joking. My husband and I were joking about it. Um, when I had the surgery, it was at the end of November. And I was telling him, oh, it's such a bad time because, you know, it's when Christmas comes and... Uh -huh. I have sales and everything. Yeah. And he was telling me, like, I'm going to build, don't worry, I'm going to build you, like, um, you know, similar to Frida Kahlo with, <laughs> with a mirror. And I was telling him, I paint with watercolors. That would not work for me. Like, she <laughs> used to gravity. paint with oils. And, and we were just having a good laugh, thinking, yeah. how, imagine you painting with watercolors and everything falling into you. <laughs> that would be, like, real art. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Nothing um, on the paper, but your face yeah, would be covered. Would be <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> yeah, and I, I and I tried to paint on the table, and I try, I try it. Honestly, yeah. I tried it, but it didn't work. Yeah. I, I really need the floor. And after the three months, and after your recovery time, yeah, did you find that that changed your work at all? That experience? Um, I think so. Last year, I was coming and going like all the mm -hmm. time to the hospital, and I and I was a uh, lot in bed. So what I find is that when I was having two or three days when I was okay, I would use all my energy into my paintings. And I created so much work last year. That's crazy. Like, I never painted as much as last year. Wow. And I was using just, you know, the peaks mm -hmm. when I was feeling okay. Um, now what is happening is that I'm taking it very easy. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still in this mind of you're recovering, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm, I'm painting less than last year. Yeah. So something has changed. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something has changed. Just sort of enjoying the moment a little bit more and yeah. less pressure. Yeah, less yeah. pressure. Yeah. And also, I don't know, yesterday I was having this crush about, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to paint. I had a moment of feeling, that's okay. You yeah. Know? That's okay. Like, just enjoy that you can do that. Yeah. You can go out and just go to the museum or go to the park. And mm -hmm. You can do that. Like, you don't have to go to an office. Mm -hmm. You can take the day off. And I completely forget about it. So I need to come back and think, okay, that's okay. You don't have to be you know, creating every day. Mm -hmm. um, I just need to be in the emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you see your work going from here? What's, what's next for you? I would love to go into our licensing. Mm -hmm. I think that's that that will be the next step, but I I would like to keep creating just as things happen to be. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, I don't want to be worrying about fulfilling a collection because a gallery needs to, or I just don't want to go into that way of creating. 
being an artist for me is being free. And I don't want to go into all this hassle of, you know, customers and uh-huh. deadlines. Because that's the reason I left office. Like, uh-huh. I don't want to work in an office because I don't want that. So I need to find the balance. That's like my goal, to keep creating the way I do. Uh-huh. But maybe finding a client and doing art licensing or, I don't know, or just keep growing my business the way it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy with the way it is now. Yeah. It sounds like you're getting a great response from the public and just by painting exactly what you want, people are responding to it. So yeah. can't ask for more than that. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ingrid, the show is called Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I don't know if you have a punchline for me or a funny story or something from your artist life or a joke that you can share with us. I'm going to share something from my artist life because I'm the worst person you can ask for a joke. <laughs> That's because I have terrible memory, uh-huh. terrible memory. So it's funny to see me trying to say a joke, trying to remember <laughs> what next. So I'm going to share something I find very funny when I was young. And I was telling you I started when I was eight or nine. And I bought myself this oil set and I would paint everywhere, my mom's bedroom, in my bedroom. And you know, at the end you need to wash your brushes. And I didn't know you need, you need a solvent to do that. So I would go to my parents' bathroom and use the most expensive shampoo my mom. Oh no. <laughs> to clean my brushes. And I don't think my mom knows this. <laughs> Hello mom. <laughs> You won't be sending her a link to the show. <laughs> I will use the shampoo and the conditioner oh, to clean no. the brushes. And it worked? And it worked. <laughs> so there's a hot art tip for well, everybody. <laughs> I was eight years old. In my mind, it worked. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if it worked. But my mom didn't realize. Never. Yeah. So I was doing a very, Thorough very, job. very good job cleaning after. <laughs> And I did that for a long time. And the brushes, sounds like you could keep using them. So, okay. (laughs) Not your typical cleaning method, but it got you here. So So every time I remember that, Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, when you start painting or you start a new medium and you don't really know what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And now you have all this information around. You have Google, you have Instagram, you can ask me a question. But back then... Yeah. We had nothing. Yeah. And I don't come from a family of artists. So mm-hmm. there was nothing, no one helping me around. Yeah. And so people be grateful we have Google now. <laughs> and for people who are on Instagram, where would they find you there? I'm Creative Ingrid on Instagram. Creative Ingrid. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Well, check out Creative Ingrid. And Ingrid, thank you so much for coming and meeting me here. This has been so fun. And uh, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for the beer. Thank you. And take care. (laughs) You've been listening to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. For full show notes and all the links, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you liked the episode, remember to subscribe, sign up for updates, and leave us a review. And if you loved the episode, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com and buy us our next round. Cheers. Cheers.